hey, hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the mayor, he's Sharon, and the host of this podcast. I really love what I'm doing right now. I love recording these podcasts because I truly believe we work in the greatest industry in the world with the greatest people in the world. And I'm getting to sit down each and every week with my friends in this business, introducing them to you. And it's my hopes that with this podcast, we will put out content that will make you a better insurance professional. And this week is no different. I've got my man CJ here from Tennessee, and he's going to sit down and talk to us. You're going to love our conversation because we get into all things Facebook Messenger. We get into social media in general. We talk even TikTok and how you can be effective on TikTok. This guy had 20 million views on one video on TikTok, and it was like a 10-second video. Crazy. Um, this guy is, uh, from a small town, but does some big things and, uh, he works for Hudson pillar insurance and he does new business marketing. He's involved in their social media and he's also got another little side project. He'll talk to us about, I can't wait for you to hear my conversation with my main man, CJ Hudson pillar, CJ Hudson pillar. How you doing buddy? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? All right, let me start off with this. I just asked you this a minute ago, but I hit record, Now I want to know for sure. Is it Hudson Pillar? Hudson? How do you pronounce that? I got a tough one. Yeah, yeah it's it's just Hudson Pillar. H-U-T-S-E-N, like that. So it's like Hudson and then the word pillar. So that's how I always break it down for people. Yeah, mine's uh, Sharon, but it's spelled funny. So I get Sharon, I get Sharon, I get all kinds of things. <laughs> I understand completely. All right, so uh, CJ is my man from Tennessee. And if you know me well at all, you know I'm a huge Tennessee Titans fan. CJ, are you a Tennessee Titans fan? Uh, so, for me, no, I'm not a huge football fan in general. So, my mom is actually a massive, massive Alabama fan. Um, oh. So, she ruined football for me pretty much my entire life is what I tell people. <laughs> so, I switched, over, I switched sports completely. I'm a big hockey guy. Um, but I do – if I'm going to cheer for the football team, the Titans are who I cheer for, obviously. All right. I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> All righty. So, well, you already brought up your mom. So, let's get into your, your past. Let's walk down memory lane. Why don't you take us down memory lane and tell us your little story there. Tell me what you got going on. Sure. So, I got into insurance in 2000 and I, get, I got licensed in 06. Um, and then I actually went to um, auto body collision repair school. And I was there for like, I don't remember how long, but it wasn't not long enough to graduate. Uh, I realized that uh, paying for vehicles to get fixed was much more fun than having to actually fix them yourself. Uh, so I, I got back into insurance. It, but in our family, when you turn 18, one of the uh, prerequisites is, is that you have to get your insurance license. Uh, with <laughs> us having a family agency, uh, my mom is a sticker on that. So me and my sister both, uh, got our insurance licenses when we were 18. Oh, that's funny. I'm a second generation as well. My dad and my brother and I are all in the business. So, and also married. My wife is also a second generation insurance lady. So that's funny. I can relate to that. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it makes, it makes for, it makes for a cool family dynamic, but that's, that's part of it. So anyway, so, I, so after that, um, you know, in 2008 is when I went full time here at the agency. Uh, I always tell people, I, I joke about this, but I honestly think it's, probably pretty accurate. Uh, my mom wasn't uh, 100% sure she wanted to hire me. Um, I told her, I was like, hey, I, I want to I join the agency. She didn't have a position for me. Um, so she ended up, um, the only place they had available was a secretary position. So she said, no, all I have, have is this. 
And I said, done, I'll take it. So I uh, started out as a secretary. I uh, did the grunt work that most uh, other agents uh, would hand off. I, you know, I did non-payment calls. Um, I did any, you know, mortgage changes where you're having to be on hold forever with companies, things like that. Um, I got to do all that fun stuff. Uh, and then once I actually got to start selling insurance was about a year later. Uh, and then I got into another thing that's everyone's favorite, which is a non-standard auto. Uh, so she had me uh, selling non-standard auto and, and we just kind of grew uh, from there. Oh man, non-standard auto. That had to be fun days. That's, um, you know, I, at the time, uh, I uh, could relate to those people. My driving record wasn't great. Had had some speeding tickets. So I related pretty well with them. Uh, <laughs> but it's definitely, uh, definitely now not my favorite line or uh, classification of business to, to write. That's for sure. No, I hear you. So I, I, like you, second generation, I tried to work with my dad, made it probably two years. And then I just, I had to get out. I couldn't, dad and I would just butt heads a lot. And so how's that, what's that like working with your mom? Talk to me about that. Man, so it works really well because our, our, um, personalities complement each other uh, pretty well. So my mom is super, super outgoing. Um, she is the textbook networker um, that most people would say. She, everybody knows her, that kind of stuff. Uh, I have that same personality from, a, from a, like being outgoing. Um, but one place that, that I was able to help is, you know, I was a little more um, technology facing, whereas she was more, I want to sit down at the desk with you and talk about your insurance. And for me, I, I didn't really have, you know, if you wanted to come in and talk, that's fine. But remember, I, I started with non-standard auto. They, they want it quick and now. Uh, and that was kind of how I learned to sell insurance. And I, I've kind of rolled that over. So she and I are polar opposite in the way that we sell insurance. Um, but they put together, they complement each other really well. Yeah, it sounds like it. So is she, I'm guessing she and you are involved in networking groups, BNI, Chamber of Commerce, things like that. I mean, what? what yeah, absolutely. So so not necessarily BNI, but we, we do have some, we're both involved in uh, networking groups. Um, I run a couple of things for the local Chamber of Commerce. I'm actually on the, the board of directors for the Mountain Juliet Chamber of Commerce. Um, so we're heavily involved there. Uh, and, and we I've always taken the stance of we do anything that we can to help small businesses. Um, so whether that's networking, connecting businesses with each other that can help. So that's kind of the, the approach that we've always taken. Um, so yeah, we're anything that we can get in front of, you know, people, you know, 10, 20 people at a time. Um, we're all about that. Okay. So fast forwarding from your beginning of being a secretary, what, what's your title now? What's your role now in the agency? Where's, where's CJ at now? Absolutely. So I, my title is the new business manager. Uh, and basically, I oversee all of our sales producers. Um, I still produce myself. But the reason for that is solely because I'm ultra competitive. Um, so I like to still be in the be in the the ditch and competing with everybody. Um, but I oversee uh, all our sales producers, and then I oversee the agency's entire marketing platform. Um, so anything relating to marketing, uh, I handle. So and. and I'm sure we'll get into this momentarily, but most of most of our uh, marketing is done through uh, online channels, specifically social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, etc. Okay, so yes, you're right. We are going to get into. I know you're big into Facebook, but you got to you got to back up a little bit. When I think TikTok, I think of my 12 year old son. You know, so talk to me. What kind of demographic do you get from TikTok? Give me a little bit of that. So, so that's an, a super interesting platform. I, I so here's the, here's the deal with and the reason 
and that we put that one on on the radar. It's not so much that currently it's a thing, right? Currently, are you going to sell insurance off TikTok? Probably not. Um, is the demographic younger? Yes. I would argue, though, that, the, and actually, if you look at the data, it backs this up. Mo the largest demographic on that platform is college-age kids, which if you go back and look, there's another pretty popular platform that started with college-age kids, and that was Facebook. Uh, so they, um, you know, for, for me, uh, that that's, so essentially what we're doing now is we're, we're trying to grab market share while the organic reach of the platform is, is big, right? So let's say five years from now, uh, you know, it, TikTok is, is the, the platform that everybody's going to kind of like they do with Facebook and Instagram. Um, if it, if it, if that occurs, I'm, I have a head start, right? Uh, and I always use this story. This is a, a true story, you can go look at it right now, the organic reach on that platform is absolutely insane. And when I say organic reach, I mean, you can make a post and people that don't follow you can see it in large amounts. Um, I started on TikTok, I had, uh, I'm trying to remember now, it was like 12 or 15 followers, I forget what it was. And my fifth post that I did on the platform got 20 million views. And I went from- Was that the I one went, with the hay elevator? Yeah, hey, Oliver. Yeah, it's just I a did. hail. It was, which is random because it's you know, so funny. Me, I watched like, that. That's that's funny. So so you you saw it, but it, it got twenty million views. Well, that's cool, but it also got me fifteen thousand followers. Okay, just, I mean, just instantly. So essentially, what we're doing is while the organic reach of the platform is easy, um, we're putting content there so that we can grow to where if it does end up being a thing. We've are, we're already ahead and we've got a following built up. If TikTok turns out to, to be a bust and it goes away, oh well, we didn't, really, we didn't really waste any time. And one thing about TikTok that I think is pretty cool is it has a, a pretty good video editing software uh, built into it. So you're able to build these fun videos that you can use on other platforms too, right? So, so like, can, I can then so take can those. Export, and, so you yeah, can you can export those out. out of, okay, go ahead. Yeah, so, so, so you know, I can start there throw it up on TikTok for whatever reason, but then I can export that. You know, now I've got an Instagram story or a Facebook story or, or whatever I want to do. There you go, agents. They're listening. If you want a good uh, video platform to create videos and share those on your other platforms, CJ is giving you some good advice there. So let me ask you this, sir. Had you not had that quick success, fifth video in, 20 million views, would that have changed your way of looking at TikTok? Would you have just kind of looked at it as a different platform or you still probably would have stayed the same course with that? I, I still would have stayed in the same course with it. I would have been much more frustrated with it probably. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the platform itself, it, you know, from a user standpoint, like everybody says exactly what, what you said is, hey, when I think of TikTok, I think of, you know, younger kids or whatever. But the demographic is is getting older there and it's getting older quickly and if you're not familiar with that app it is ridiculously addicting from a user standpoint there's a lot of people spending a lot of time a lot of eyeball time on that app um so obviously i want to be where their attention is um so i've had had some success there so i probably would have continued uh, on with that but i uh I can understand it, I, that immediate success was awesome. But what, what I think is, is wild is there's very few people that like I'll end on their page and they don't have a video that has 15, 20, 30,000 views, which if you, if you look at like Facebook or Instagram, you probably don't have any videos that have that much reach. Um, so it's pretty cool. That is definitely cool. And I've never had a video that's gotten 20 million views on anything. 
And so I think it's pretty awesome. So fast forwarding from there. Now, um, you also do a lot of business. You've told me before when we talked on the phone, you spend a lot of your time on Facebook Messenger. What's that look like for you on a day-to-day basis? Sure. So I, I, I tell people that I love Facebook Messenger. It is by far my favorite app. <laughs> if anyone asks, you know, what's your favorite app? It's, it's Facebook Messenger. And I think the reason for that is looking, I believe in the power of having conversations with people. And I think any insurance sales person would, would say the same thing where, uh, we're all trying to have conversations with customers, right? It doesn't matter if we're cold calling. It doesn't matter if we're sending out mailers, if we're putting up billboards. The end result that we're trying to achieve is we're trying to have a connection and a conversation with a customer um, or a prospect or however you want to look at that. So um, most everyone in the United States is on Facebook, right? So there, there's, a, there's a large percentage of the populations there. If you have Facebook, you have Messenger. Um, so the cool thing that, you know, I have this theory about Messenger and I, I could be completely wrong, um, but Messenger has the ability to upset one of the largest, um, you know, uh, established businesses in America that hasn't been disrupted. And what I mean by that is like, you think of the taxi industry being upset by Uber or then, you know, Blockbuster being upset by Redbox, who was then upset by, by uh, uh, Netflix and Hulu and all them, the the cell phone industry. If you think about your cell phone and how you connect with people, the reason that you have a cell phone is so that you can text and make phone calls, right? And most people would tell you, and, and the younger you get, the more this becomes true, uh, the more, uh, meaning the younger people you ask, is the phone call is less important and the texting is more important. Right. And as, as you go down. So if I'm a young and this is CJ's theory, uh, if I'm a young person uh, and I everywhere that I go, maybe I live in a city somewhere that, that has that has access to this. Everywhere that I go, I have access to the Internet. Me paying one hundred and twenty or one hundred and fifty dollars a month for uh, a cell phone bill when I can do everything that that phone can do through Messenger, because a lot of people don't realize this, you can call, you can video chat, they've just unleashed Messenger rooms, which is where you can do Zoom type calls with all your friends in Messenger, you can send money, you can send PDFs, you can do everything there, and it's an encrypted communication platform, so it's a lot um, more secure than, than a lot of the other things. Um, as, as we get more concerned with security and as the ability to be connected to the internet becomes more and more and more, um, you know, ingrained in our society. Messenger is going to get that much more powerful. So essentially what we're doing is we're just trying to be ahead of the curve there. Um, I always tell people, if you don't realize how big messenger is, uh, last year, the United States government actually was attempting to make Facebook sell off one of its assets, either Facebook or our messenger or WhatsApp because they felt like they had a monopoly on the messaging app market and it was that important. So um, it's just something that, that, that we've always paid attention to. So uh, I use messenger for business every day. You know, it's funny you say that I was a producer for several years and when I would ask my clients, what is your preferred more method of communication? It would usually come out, like you said, text message, or I had some that even say Facebook messenger or LinkedIn messenger or something to that effect. So I think you're right on. And I think that's an interesting theory that you have. Uh, the only holes I would shoot in that theory is small towns. You know, they don't have internet. You're in Nashville or near Nashville, big city. You're going to have people that have Wi-Fi everywhere. I'm in Little Rock. There's Wi-Fi everywhere. But if you're in a small town, 
that's going to be a little bit more difficult. However, I do think you're onto something there. Of, of course, yeah. And there's always going to be people that, that this doesn't fit. Um, but even if you're pushing a small percentage of people into Messenger, it's going to be uh, that much, you know, much more popular. And another thing that Messenger does that a lot of people don't realize is that it eliminates the unknown of a caller. I don't know how many people that I know that if there's a phone call comes into their phone and they don't have the number in their contacts, they don't answer the call. Um, they've been blown up with robocalls for years and years and years to the point where we're all gun shy of unknown numbers. Well, with Facebook, it eliminates that. You can't have it. You can't talk to, you can't have these phone calls with anybody that you're not already connected with. Um, you know, outside of, you know, they, Facebook would need to put something for business in place before that could really, really take off. Um, but as it stands now, you know, that's one thing that people hate. So messenger helps eliminate that too. So it's just stuff you got to pay attention to. I'm not saying that it would absolutely go this way, but I'm not saying that it would. No, it's definitely an interesting theory. And I love that. Now, with so many people being home right now, it's, you know, right now it's May 8th, we're still home and quarantined. Do you think that, or are you seeing better success with people being home or same amount of success? Or, you know, should agents get more involved in using this Facebook Messenger right now? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? And tell me maybe you know, what successes you're seeing right now using Facebook Messenger. Sure, absolutely. So for, for us, the I haven't necessarily seen an uptick. And the reason for that is because we, we've always pushed it. So it's, it's always been popular. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent to uh, client experience, right? Like I harp on that all the time. And for me, it's the customer, let the customer communicate the way that they want to communicate. Right. And with us, with Messenger, um, you know, one thing that, that I do a lot of are Facebook Messenger bots. Um, once you get into that realm, um, you know, having your customer communicate via Messenger um, becomes a much better experience for them because they're not having to wait on people to respond. They can get instant answers uh, to, to questions and things like that. Um, so, you know, it really all just comes back to what, what does the customer want? What does that experience look like and how can we make it as easy for them to do business with us as possible? Okay, let's back it up a minute because those in insurance town that just heard him say, I use bots and you're thinking, what does that even mean right now? You know, we may know the basic premise of it, but what do you mean by creating chat bots and give me an example of how they've been successful in that so that we may steal your ideas and make some money here in Arkansas. Absolutely. Perfect. So I, I can, I can name off uh, dozens and dozens of things that we've done with them, but just to kind of give it the, the, a, a, a definition, Facebook messenger bots allow you to automate conversations that you're having in messenger at scale. Okay. So an example being, you know, if you, let's just say that you're, you're, let's just break it down to something as simple as an auto prospect. When you have a conversation with an auto prospect, you ask the same basic questions to every auto prospect that you go through. The problem with that is, is that you only have the ability to talk to one person at a time. Okay. And if you're trying to get as many leads as possible and as many quoting opportunities as possible, um, you only have so much time. So what messenger allows us to do and messenger bot specifically is take those same conversations and automate them and scale them. So like, for example, my, my bots can, um, the one that I use specifically can have 22,000 messages a second. <laughs> Obviously a person's never going to be able to uh, be able to do that. Um, so wow. rather than talk to one prospect at a time, I can talk to 20, 30, 40, 50, you know, at, at a time where we're having these conversations in messenger. Um, and then 
So the bots will allow us to have those conversations. So a good example um, of, a, of a lead strategy that, that we did um, using bots and a, a good friend of mine and a good friend of yours, apparently uh, Mr. Mr. Bradley Flowers over uh, over at the insurance guys. He uh, my man he Bradley. Calls, yeah, yeah, sir. We'll give him a shout out. He uh, he calls me on on Good Friday actually, and he says, "Hey man, I have an idea and it's really good, and I need you to build it." And I was like, "Okay, well, let's go." So we we built we built a bot that was able to calculate people's COVID-19 refunds because what happened was all these carriers had announced that they were going to do these refunds or premium credits, right? But they hadn't really communicated it to the customers at scale yet. So the agents knew about it, but the customers didn't. So the beauty, and, and Bradley is always on it with the, with the timing, um, the beauty of that was we were able to build these bots that when somebody, basically we ran Facebook ads, when they clicked on the Facebook ad, it would open up and have a conversation with the user. And essentially it would go through and find out who their current carrier was, how much they pay, when they pay, and uh, they're obviously contact information, right? So what would happen then is the bot would go out and we had a, a list of all the different carriers and their announcements from their website said, hey, you know, we're giving back X amount of dollars or whatever. And we would just have, once they gave us all the information, we would just have the bot send them a link to their carrier's site. But on the backside, we were able to collect all of the data on all these people's when they pay, how much they pay, and, and a contact information so that my sales team can reach out to them and say, hey, I see you're with Carrier X um, and you're paying 174 bucks a month. Are you happy with that? Would you like to see if we could get it cheaper, et cetera? And oh, hey, by the way, I know your bill is due next Monday, so we can probably get something done for you. So that was the, that was, that's a one example. Wow. That's that's incredible, and uh, too bad you can't take credit for that because Bradley was the one who came up with it. But I'm sure you used it in your agency as well, not just for him, correct? Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. And when you track the success on that, I mean, we pretty successful on the on the return on that. Absolutely. So we're still working that list currently because obviously that that's a little bit of a of a slower process. Uh, sure. I, I don't typically go directly at people, meaning that I don't like to cold call. Uh, I just feel like the intent isn't super, super high there. We, we will eventually cold call those people. But what we do instead is we'll take all those people that entered and we'll enter them into different Facebook custom audiences and run ads against them that are specifically targeted about their current carrier, right? Um, so like, hey, we save people that change from carrier X um, you know, 25% uh, or more on their premium, whatever the, the case may be. Um, but as far as results, we were able to generate all that information uh, on those people uh, for less than 50 cents a piece. So we were able to spend a couple hundred dollars and, you know, we, we would have plenty of leads to work for the next couple of weeks. Oh, for sure. Your ROI, your ROI is that already, you know, you've already killed it on that. So uh, that's awesome. Good for you. Uh, also, okay, so if, Someone listening to this, like myself, doesn't know how to build a chatbot. That's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. But you know, what what are some things that the everyday agent could do on Facebook Messenger? What are some things that you're doing there that you could share with us day in day out without using chatbots that you're doing? Sure, absolutely. So, so one of the things that I I really enjoy is just giving the customer the opportunity and letting them know that you're available on Facebook Messenger. Um, that, that's one of, the, one of the big things. Uh, you know, like my personal profile, if you go to it right now, uh, and, and, and agents know that, you know, your business page is one thing, but your personal page is a, is a whole other game. Um, you know, when people land on your personal page, 
um, the very first thing you're going to see if you land on mine, and it just says private message for insurance inquiries. I'm telling people, hey, look, if you, if you have something that you want to ask me, feel free to send me a message. I, I'm promoting that they can do that. And I'll get six, seven, eight messages a day from people that aren't my friends that happen to land on my page. They, they, somebody had mentioned my name, so they decided to go look me up. And they land here and they say, oh, okay, this guy is, is responsive. The other thing uh, I would tell people that you really want to make sure that you do is when you get messages to your business Facebook page, you want to make sure that you're answering them as quickly as possible. Because the faster that you answer your messages, Facebook will actually start promoting your page. Like when people land there, and they'll say, hey, look, this page responds to messages in less than five minutes. Send them a message. Um, so it'll, it'll help you out, you know, growing that way uh, just by being active and, and utilizing the platform. Okay, so what you're saying is on your, your messenger business, you're using the Hutton Spiller, Hudson Pillar, sorry. There you go. <laughs> in the beginning, I still got it wrong. The Hudson Pillar Facebook business page, or are you using your personal CJ page? Both. Both. Okay. Yep. You and you find a better return on either one or the other, or do you find more traffic to one or the other, or it just depends on the situation? Well, I, I feel like I definitely get more traffic on my personal page um, simply okay. because people want to connect with people. Um, they're when they're referred to someone, they typically don't get referred to Hudson Pillar Insurance. They're hey, you should call CJ, uh, and, and so that's kind of the, the the difference there. But we we make it available for them to do either one. Um, the the biggest problem I see is a, a lot of agents are just so um, you know gun shy about doing anything like that because they're terrified of compliance and, and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, for me, I, we've never had any issues with that. Um, to be completely honest, Facebook Messenger is typically more secure than most of the other platforms people use to communicate. Um, so, you know, that's that's just the way that, that we view it. But yeah, I mostly personal, uh, I'd say it's probably like 80-20, 80% uh, personal, 20% business page, not counting Facebook ads where I'm pushing traffic because that that's cheap. <laughs> Now, at your agency, are you the, the only one using this platform or have you trained your other producers in the office to use Facebook Messenger in the same way that you are? No, absolutely not. So my, my entire team uses Facebook. Um, we're one of those weird agencies that I actually promote my team to or actually allow them and encourage them to be on Facebook uh, while they're at work. Um, not so much because they're they're taking quizzes and surveys and things like that, but I want them to be visible. All of them have you know the same things that I do on on my page. Hey, private message for insurance inquiries, that kind of stuff. The more eyes that we can get landing on our pages and the more relationships that we can build through Facebook, the more leads that it's going to generate for you from an organic standpoint. Oh, there you go. Um, I like that. Um, so what? Can you give me another example? Because I heard you tell a story about a, a fair or a carnival that came through town and you use that as just like a simple way or a tool of getting people to your page. Do you remember this story? Yeah, absolutely. So okay. uh, that's a, that's another good example. And I'll, I'll give this one, give this one away for free for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah, so, yeah. So basically now this one was a bot strategy, but it's a very, very basic one meaning that it wouldn't take a whole lot of doing for somebody to, to figure this out uh, and, and build this. But essentially what we did was we're always doing different things to drive traffic. 
to Messenger. And one of the things that we did um, recently, and we've, we've had a ton of success with this, and, um, and this was really actually the first big strategy that I implemented when we started doing bots back in 2017. But we have a, a really big fair here in Wilson County where I am in Tennessee, and uh, it ranks nationally top 50 or whatever. So there, it's, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, hoopla about it, if you will. And so what we do is we, we do a guess the attendance contest. Um, and typically the attendance of that fair is somewhere around 600,000. Um, but what we'll do is we, we run a contest and we'll say, hey, we're going to do, we're going to give a $100 gift card or whatever to the person that guesses closest to the actual attendance of the fair. So all these people comment on your post. That's where the bot comes in. Um, when people comment on posts, bots actually have the ability to send people messages. So that's exactly what we would do. So if they comment and they say, hey, I, I'm guessing 500,000, the bot would send them a message and say, hey, we, we need to confirm your guess. Um, do, you, do, you want to, uh, do you want to proceed? And when they, when they did, they would, they would confirm their information. So what we were doing was we were just collecting all these people that were now in Messenger so we had free reign to communicate with them. And then afterwards, we just followed up with, with all of them. And there was, I don't know, 600 of them or so. And uh, now I'm going I'm to put my money where my mouth is kind of guy on saving people money. So we, we said, hey, look, we're going to do this promo to where if you send us your deck pages and we can't beat what you're paying, we're going to give you a $20 gift card. Um, so we did that, um, sent it out to all 600 of those users. And we had somewhere in the ballpark of 20 deck pages back at our office within five minutes of sending out the message. Um, so, uh, it worked out really well too. So that, that was good. I don't think we only had to, I don't think we only lost two or three times. So that was good. I was about to say, you probably didn't lose very much, uh, being an independent and having some, uh, channels to go through to quote people. Mm -hmm. I imagine you were pretty successful on that. That's pretty awesome. Um, and so going back to the bots, um, what, is there something that if my listeners wanted to learn more about bots, is there a service that you offer? Is there something that you can do for my listeners that want to learn more? Sure. Absolutely. So I run a, a company called Taco Bot. Some of you may, may not have heard of it, um, but we have a support group that's free where we are all we're doing as we talk about. Did you say I, Taco, Taco Bot? Taco Bot. Yeah. Everybody loves tacos, right? Heck yeah, everybody. Make sure I heard that right. Taco bot. Yep, you did. Absolutely. So it's, uh, it, we have the, the bot is themed as well. But anyway, we have a support group um, for people that we all we do is talk about insurance bot strategy, right? Um, it's free. doesn't cost anything to be in there. Uh, and we, we uh, are all the time posting different stuff, um, how, tutorials, how-tos, that kind of thing to uh, build them. Uh, where you can go from not knowing anything to being fairly advanced pretty quickly. And so that is a Facebook group or is that? It is. Yeah. Facebook group. It's the Taco Bot support group. Taco Bot support group. I love it. Do you do anything special <laughs> on Taco Tuesday or anything like that? Or am I going you know, I, I, sh I should. <laughs> I, I typically will do a, a, a video a tutorial on Taco Tuesday and, and represent. I, I missed Cinco de Mayo, like I just completely never registered with me this year. I was like, oh man, I should have, should have done something. But yeah, they uh, uh, we have a lot of fun in there. Um, it's you know we we I think there's 250 people in there or something like that. Um, but again, it's all insurance and it's all insurance specific and it's all bot strategy. Um, really, even not so much bot strategy, but messenger strategy specifically. Okay, so for for those who like to use. Facebook to jump into those public forums or the garage sale groups or those city type groups. 
is that is that something that you recommend or is that something that is frowned upon how does that work you know what what's your thoughts on that yeah so i'm not i do not pro- <laughs> condone that typically and i know it's and if you're not familiar with what he's talking about people will be you know they'll go onto the buy sell pages on you know whatever town's facebook group and say hey auto insurance for 47 dollars a month or whatever whatever that is oh it it drives me crazy it drives me crazy to see that but you know some people do it and they have some success in it but i feel like it's kind of frowned upon I personally see it as a poor strategy or a, or a short-sighted strategy. Uh, and the reason for that is the kind of clientele that that would attract. And remember, I, I used to sell non-standard auto. So like these, these are my people. Uh, but, you know, the kind of clients that you attract with, with something like that, while you may get them now, I don't see them as long-term clients because the next time that somebody posts something like that, that some other agent, they're going to go, go that way. They're always, you know, chasing the, the shiny new thing, uh, you know, the $4 less rate. Um, I, I re- always live by this strategy that, or this thought process that there's always somebody out there that's willing to cut, cut coverage or do something to make their price just a little cheaper to make a sale. So I always attempt to have price be the last thing that I talk about. So I'm not, I'm typically not a, uh, a, a big proponent of doing those type posts. I'm a, I'm a big proponent in providing value to people. So any way that I can provide value, um, I do. So when th- I don't necessarily go that route of the, Hey, I'm going to quote, let me quote your insurance, but I typically will do something like, Hey, I've got this meeting at the chamber where we're going to be a bunch of businesses there. Uh, do you want to come and, and invite them to things like that? And that's kind of the play that, that I, I, I take. Um, but sliding into the DMS is an effective strategy. <laughs> is there any other you know last minute things you want to discuss or anything else on your mind that, that you wanted to get out there um no i mean like i said you know just i guess the only thing that that anytime i get the opportunity to tell people is you just want to make sure that your our insurance industry is evolving um we as agents are not the enemy of each other we should help each other because the the enemy to the local insurance agent is the uh, 1-800 number insurance company that, it, you know, you name them. We all know, we all know who they are. Those are the people that are dangerous. So, you know, I, I have people all the time ask me, well, why do you give away like all this information for free? Because I don't care if I, if somebody down the street from me is using the, the same thing as me, there's enough business in most areas to go around. Um, I think it was, I actually got a, a stat on this the other day. Progressive wrote a billion dollars in premium more through their direct line than they did through agents in 2019. So if you think about that and you go, okay, there's a billion, and that's just one carrier, and that's just more, a billion dollars more, you know, that they wrote direct that, than, with, than with agents. So there's that many things. So we as agents need to quit. Uh, you know, we need to help each other and stop viewing the person down the street as the enemy. Um, and that's why I give away, you know, all this for free as much as I can, um, you know, simply because I'm trying to help agents uh, compete on a, on a level because these technology things, bots, you know, you name it, Facebook ads, all that, the big carriers are doing it and they do it well. Um, so we had to, in order to keep up, um, we really need to at least know this, these things are going on and try and use them to our advantage if possible. Hey, you know, you're speaking, you're speaking my language here. That's a, a huge soapbox that I stand on is collaboration 
and, you know, making sure that we share with one another and we stay involved and, you know, not look at the guy down the street, like you said, as our enemy. Instead, look at them as a way to build our strengths um, and make our weaknesses into our strengths by, you know, playing off of them. I really feel like that that is a huge downfall of our industry and we've got to get out of that. And that's the same thing I feel like with you. You know, you're a specialist in Facebook messaging, building bots. And if someone wants to learn more about that, instead of, you know, saying, I don't know how, they may be able to call you and collaborate with you on that. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't tell you how many people within probably a 25-mile circle of my office use things that I help them build, which seems counterintuitive. But if you really sit back and look and you go look at the cancellations that occur in your agency, I would tell at least for us, and I'm sure that there's a lot of agencies, if you really looked at the numbers, you don't really lose that many of your customers to your people that are around you. You lose them to Geico and Progressive Direct and all these people that, that are they're going, you know, direct writers, uh, you know, online direct writers. Um, so, you know, for me, like I would prefer, and if, if I'm being completely honest, you know, if I'm going to lose a customer, I would prefer them to go to somebody local so that at least, you know, something they're, they're still here, right? If I have a customer that leaves and goes to a company online, that money is going to wherever. Uh, if I have a customer leave and go to somebody down the street, um, there's a little bit of money still being pumped back into my local economy. So to be completely honest, I'd rather lose to somebody local than me, but I just, I don't see that happen that frequently. I, I feel like we lose, we very rarely lose to people around us. We lose to people that are outside of the state and things like that. Yeah, there you go. That's interesting to hear. So I think for real, I'm going to try to shut this thing down now. I could, again, I could talk to you forever on this and I'm sure we could also listen. Maybe we'll come back again and talk about, you know, more strategies and, more tips and tricks on social media. I'd love to have you back. If they, if I might want to contact you, uh, is there an easy way to find you? An email address, a phone number, social platform. What's the best way to get a hold of you? If somebody wanted to Facebook Messenger. <laughs> but I set, you yeah, up no, Facebook I set you up beautifully. Yeah, yeah, no, you didn't. No, Facebook Messenger is great. Thankfully for me, I'm the only CJ Hudson pillar on Facebook. So it works out really, really that's well for awesome. me. If you can spell the name right. If you can spell, now that's, that. Now if you get it pretty close, Facebook will usually help you out. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> no, I, I tell people, I take, uh, this is this is not a joke, you know, between other insurance agents and things that I do for insurance and current customers, I take over a hundred messages a day on my personal page. So you will you will be in good company <laughs> by, by doing that. So uh, happy to take, take that, but if not, uh, always available, uh, you know, via email as well. Um, you can find all that on my LinkedIn page. Uh, I have my email and my phone number there. Uh, I just don't check my messages that closely on there as uh, he learned very, very uh, uh, frequently. I, it took me about a week to respond to him because I didn't realize that I had a message there. So. <laughs> I, man, I really appreciate your conversation. I appreciate visiting with you and the tips that you shared. And go Predators and go Titans. That's right. Whoa, CJ, you killed it. Man, guys, I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me and CJ today in Insurance Town. I really hope that our conversation added value to your day today. And speaking of value, you guys have been adding value into my life day in and day out for several weeks now with all your comments, your follow-ups, all your emails and text messages and Facebook messenger messages. And it's just been awesome, and I really have appreciated it. Keep the feedback coming. If you have not emailed me yet, or if you want to do it again, 
My email address is heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. You know, let me know if you have any show ideas, guest ideas, anything like that. I welcome all of it. Or if you just want to tell me how awesome I am, <laughs> you know I won't ever be opposed to that. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you think. I got to let you know, as I do every week, that Insurance Town is produced by Ready, Set, Podcast. They make all of this wonderful and easy for me. They take care of the recording, the editing, and the publishing. They can record on location or over the internet. So you really have no excuses. You got nothing you can say that can be like, oh, I don't have to. Yeah, you do. You got my man Ryan over at Ready, Set, Podcast. You know, look him up on readysetpodcast.xyz or look him up on Facebook or Instagram. Ready, Set, Podcast. Turning your brilliant idea into a reality. Guys, I really hope I see you again next time. Thanks for visiting Insurance Town. Have a good day.